Hey, man. Hey, dude. Got a message about diving tonight. Oh. When I woke up this morning and saw the snow on the ground, I was like, fuck. Fuck that, man. <laughs> like, yeah. like, like a, it was snowing last night when I like went out to the garage. Spear, like, Shit. Like, like a spear stabbed through my heart. Like it took like all of my <laughs> all of my drive away. Like after being in Southern California and then you come back to this, it's kinda nice. Yeah. Seventy degrees two days ago. And then the day we're gonna go dive is it's thirty and snow on the ground. Like, oh yeah. my god, dude, what the hell? I'll pass. The Great Dive Podcast is hosted by your buddies, James and Brando. Giving a damn about littering and polluting and that kind of stuff is where it kind of goes. Yeah. All right. Well, hey. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Great Dive Podcast. Yeah. Welcome back. It's great to be back. You're here with Jamesy and uh, old Brando. Old, old Brando. Brando. You don't, you don't call yourself Brandy anymore. Old Brandy. That's, that's a fine You're girl. here with Brandy's James O. <laughs> James O. And Brandy. James Owen Brandy. Yeah, I'm still coming over. Uh, I was down for the count for, you know, right at, even at that, our little shindig there. It was coming on, you know, like, I thought it was allergies, but I was down. It's like, I couldn't move. Yeah, I got, I got like hit day. Like, b- before I left for California yeah? a little bit, and then it, like, lingered on the whole time I was uh, out there. I think if, yeah, if I could have got, got out of this, I think it was allergies. I, I mean, got back home. I'll tell you what, man, that sauna. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sweat, That's what I kept sweat doing. Sweat that shit out of you, man. That's... Uh, I'm loving that thing. It's good for you. That's going to extend your life a couple hours. <laughs> <laughs> I spent 400 hours in the sauna, and I, I have three hour, three extra hours of life. All those those fins, man, they live they live good long. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the fish diet and the uh, fish and beer, vodka. You got, me conv- seal meat. you got me convinced. <laughs> Narwhals. <laughs> I think uh, the TGDP needs... A mascot. I think we just birthed our mascot. The no, narwhal. No, let's do it. The friendly narwhal. I think we should. Who better to represent? All right. All right, we need a logo, TGDP logo let's with a narwhal. Let's work on this, yes. Yeah, yeah. We, get the, we got to do some get artwork. Get out your pencils, We've got, well, we've got a lot of uh, to-do list. Yeah, but we're going to get to it. We uh, we got some people asking about some t-shirts. We need t-shirts. We, we need, need more. We need to get more we t-shirts. Need, we need decal. Well, we got some stickers out there. Yeah. We've got the good don't touch my shit, my fucking shit stickers which are good yes but we gotta we need to ramp it up this year i think and that when it, i mean james z has TGDP's been james z has been a lot 2019 is our year we're taking over we're taking over bitches <laughs> we need to do something big oh we're doing something big and we're getting started this week doing something big oh you know why why because it's earth week this week fucking earth week man <laughs> we're, we're promoting the narwhal 
you know, we're um, we're we're making the fight against <laughs> balloons. <laughs> Hate fucking balloons and straws, man. I'm I, I personally trying and to turtles. Be, I'm, I'm personally trying to be a lot better about the, the the straw thing myself. Sure, I don't. I've, I've never really been like a, a straw person. I'm not I, a straw man. I well, well, you know what? I'm not either. Like I I, I never use the straw. Yeah. But now I'm noticing when people How many just straws? Yeah. when people when just they they arbitrarily throw the straw in like your they glass don't want of water, their lips like, to touch their I don't the need, glass. I don't need the straw, man. They don't want their lips to touch the glass. Listen, lady, I don't need it. the straw. <laughs> You can't say it after she's already put it in. It's kind of now when they hand it to you in the little paper. No thanks, I don't need the straw. Well, I'm, I'm trying to figure I, out now. I try to say, I'll take a glass of water. Yes, but no, you know I don't what, need a straw. You know what the answer to this is? Fucking sippy cups, all around. Here's your here's your uh, vodka and tonic. Well, Shaken, not stirred, Miss Money Penny. <laughs> I was and just and say, it comes in a little sippy cup, Mr. Bond. I thought you were going to say, well, you know the answer to this. <laughs> just drink beer, dude. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it doesn't come with a yeah. straw. Well, people, I've seen people drinking beer with straws. I don't get the fascination they're called, with it. They're called freaks. They're do called you, freak shows. What are you doing, man? Why what do people need a straw? Where Do you look better? Is it more, more gentlemanly or gentlewomanly? Is it more Dream. posh? I think you look ridiculous. I think you look like a five-year-old. Especially if it's one of the little teeny cocktail straws. Like, oh, those are just more stirring. I know, but you yeah. ever see people drink out of the little teeny ones? They're like, Well, they're just trying to get a taste, I think. I've done that. I'm guilty. <laughs> oh, the truth comes out. <laughs> I'm just trying to get a little taste before I, I... You take a little taste, and then you just slam it down. <laughs> You're like... Yep, that'll do. That'll do. <laughs> Next. No, we're um, we're here to save the save the Earth, and now that uh, you know this episode's coming out for Earth Week, this uh, which is coming oh, up, I think okay. Monday. We have Earth Week. No, so what we're doing is um, we're going back to another old big fish of ours, though. Yeah. In an editorial that the uh, the big guy old Cousteau wrote a couple of years before he passed. Nice. And in celebration of upcoming Earth Day. I thought we'd uh, read from old Jockey's inside scuba diving editorial. He was the guest editor. He uh, wrote a little editorial called Prescription for a Planet. A little, uh, little different. A little different for uh, old James Ian Brando. Prescription for a Planet. Oh. Get your prescription pads out, doctors. <laughs> this is uh, along your wife's expertise. Right. She should be here for this. I know. She could she could steer him straight. You're using way too much namoxylin. She's she's busy um, making a living while I'm here recording. I think, I think the recording a podcast. Yes, well, <laughs> things have to be done. <laughs> the money just isn't going to pour in. Um, this podcast ain't going to pay for itself. <laughs> and, Wait a five dollars a sticker. <laughs> We're not going to make it. No, no. Um, it's a lot of stickers. <laughs> I think my prescription for the planet is uh, Xanax, like a whole <laughs> lot of it. <laughs> Xanax and a shot of bourbon chaser. <laughs> so yeah, so back in December of 1995, old Jockey was the guest editor for Scuba Diving Magazine, Rodales. Nice. He's not just like a guest writer. It's like, it's Jacques Cousteau. He fucking <laughs> owns the place. <laughs> yeah. Just, just for a day. So this is a couple of years before he 
died. So Jacques, old Jacques passed away in 97. So he's like like 85 here. Wow. Do you remember how old he was when he when he passed away? 87. He was still diving down to like 300 feet. There's a good picture online somewhere where he's, they show him decompressing from a several hundred foot dive. And he's like in his 80s. Oh, no kidding. And, uh, you know, he was always <laughs> just, you know, bones for the anorexic for the looking yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, but you can see he's a little compressed there because he's just in like a Speedo and tanks. <laughs> You're like, uh, looks like a skeleton. <laughs> yeah, those old... Uh... Those dudes in the old days, man, when, when they just go in in a swimsuit. Oh, I think I, he was in the 85-degree water. Yeah. yeah, but even still, like back yeah. in the, those yeah. early yeah. early France days, just... Oh, yeah. They'd rub, uh, rub some... Like some, some butter? Some, some, some seal <laughs> fat on them and just <laughs> jump in and go. Well, they didn't, they didn't let the cold, you know, shake them off. They, they embraced just, the cold. Yeah. Nowadays, we're like, we're soft. I'm man. a... I'm a oh, I know you're what wimp. Like, I, I used to dive with just my bathing suit. Not that I'm I'm kinda like Jacques Cousteau, but I used to yeah, I used to just dive with a bathing suit in, in the lakes here. But uh they were you know, it was August. I remember July. I remember a time in August. This is like in my early teaching days. So this is like early late nineties, early two thousands. And we're down at the quarry and I remember showing up to the weekend, it was a hot weekend. And I brought a three mil and I brought my dry suit. And now the, all the old timer instructors, you know, they were all, they, all they dove was wet. I show up there and I'm, I think I'm doing the rescue class that weekend. Mm-hmm. And I say, ah, you know, I think I'm going to, I'll just do the three mil today. It, it's warm. It's hot. Dude. But by, by the end of <laughs> the day, I was like, what the hell was I thinking? I'm a dumbass. Yeah. What the <laughs> hell was I thinking? He's Freezing my ass mil. off. I've gone, I'll do a five mil in the, the quarry. No, when I was teaching, no, I was a no, five mil in my... No, yeah, no, I'm I done. Did. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. I'm just taking my dry suit it's, and, it's a thin, and, a, and a lighter <laughs> undergarment, and I'm going to be happy the whole time. Happiness is not overrated. So, yeah, so Jacques gives us this prescription for the planet, and he starts off saying a classic tale that that I know that you've seen on like, when you're watching... Whether it's Discovery Channel or, or they got some story on 2020 or um, what's that channel they do like the opposite of like when animals attack, but you're like, oh, great. Oh. The, you're watching YouTube and the, the, the greatest animals helping humans kind of the stories, right? Right. So he says, a shipwrecked sailor was struggling in the water. The shore was near, but his strength was almost spent. Suddenly, there was a friendly presence in the water. A strong, sleek body that buoyed him, escorted him to shallow water, and saved his life. It was James Mott in his, <laughs> in his flag speedo, his American flag speedo. Here I come to save the day. Just happened to be teaching my dive rescue class. James from TGTP is here today. <laughs> Stories like this have been told countless times about dolphins and porpoises. Though they seem difficult to believe, their explanations may lie in a simple trait that dolphins share with the majority of animals, including you and me. The instinct to protect the next generation. When a dolphin mother gives birth, her baby is expelled underwater. 
Her first critical act following the birth is to lift her youngster to the surface for its first breath. So powerful is this motherly instinct that female dolphins have pushed other struggling animals like this sailor to the surface. Well, I, I'm going to counter that statement. To if quote, we talk about to the... quote Rondine Dangerfield. <laughs> <laughs> now I know why tigers eat their young. <laughs> nice kid. Yeah, as a nice kid. As a father of four, <laughs> let me, let me no. tell you something. Yeah. You were probably so, you were probably this, great uh, before electricity. This was a this was a first time <laughs> mother dolphin. <laughs> yes, yes. All she all she her first one is, she's going to protect. The second one she's like, you're on your own. <laughs> Surface is up there. I'm going to be sad. No. The third one, she's already experienced teenage years. She's like, no, <laughs> no, no, no. For sure. come here. Let me. I'm going to go put him on the railroad tracks. <laughs> we shouldn't even joke about. It. That's terrible. That's politically incorrect. You're supposed to love all of our children. No, but I was uh, I was looking at on on YouTube, and there's some crazy crazy stories of you yeah. know, dolphins saving mm-hmm. people that got attacked by sharks, and dolphins fighting the sharks off. Well, so if you ever can... watched Flipper, dolphin, well, that you... dolphin right there saved thousands. <laughs> You're looking at me like, like, well, how did he communicate? Well, and then how did you, how do you know it was thousands? He told me. Well, it was like Lassie, but with a you? dolphin. <laughs> exactly, it was Lassie, but with a dolphin. So, yeah, exactly, exactly. There's a. It's just like with you know Lassie be like, oh, 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 oh. There's a. Little girl really, fell down really, the well. Really girl. Where's she at? <laughs> <laughs> On the corner of 9th and 7th. <laughs> but yeah, with a dolphin, it's a little different. I don't know how many people, you know, I guess there there needs to be saving out there on the high seas. And this dolphin flipper was pretty active with it. Undercover dolphin kind of thing. Could do anything. Well, caught the military doing bad stuff. And shock, shock, and the and the kid that was the friend of the dolphin, his dad happened to be the sheriff. Of course, oh, how believable is this story? The to flipper. me, <laughs> to me, this urge to save life is marvelous because the successful replication of life is what makes our water planet such a rich biomass, fertile and prolific, forever generating and nurturing new organisms. Old Jacques says. Shock's never been to Chicago, has he? (laughs) (laughs) They used to say that about Detroit, but Chicago's like far surpassed Detroit. Hey, shout out to our Chicago listeners. (laughs) Here's to living. Here's to surviving. (laughs) Yet do we earthlings cherish and guard this irreplaceable and miraculous treasure? To the contrary, he says. Each month, we pour millions of tons of poisonous waste into the global water system. We're trying to strengthen the animals, though. Did you ever think of that? Many of our lakes, rivers, and coastal waters have received mortal wounds. The water is undrinkable. The fish and shellfish, if they exist at all, are contaminated. What does not kill us will only make us stronger. Well, it, I think goes for fish too. I think where old Jacques was going is that I think there's a tipping point to that. Well, and, uh, I back think you're here, right. back here in the '90s, like mid '90s, I think uh, 
you know, this ocean health and ecology and, and save the planet, this was really climbing at this point. Well, I think he's a bit alarmist. I think we can still go. <laughs> I'm just trying to piss off some. <laughs> I want to see some protesters out in front of Jamesy's house here for the next recording. Brando must die. Is that why you're drinking your coffee out of a straw? <laughs> exactly. I have a baby turtle on the bottom of it, too, all boiled up nice and crispy. <laughs> can you boil something crispy? No, I don't think Okay, well. I do not say these things lightly. For more than 50 years, my team and I have spent thousands of hours underwater. I've seen with my own eyes how our waters have sickened. Reefs that teemed with fish only 10 years ago are now almost lifeless. The ocean bottoms have been raped by trawlers. Raped? Raped, he says. I know, I don't... Priceless wetlands have been destroyed by development. Everywhere there are sticky globs of oil, plastic refuse, and clouds of poisonous effluents. Effluents are the worst. Well, we know there's, there's lots of places around the world where, like, oh, there's so much of that runoff of, mm-hmm. of fertilizer. And I mean, in the Great Lakes every year, you know, we've got it our big, beautiful water. Yeah. And then yeah. there's all these wild algae blooms that pop up because of all the shit running into the water. It's, I mean, it's definitely an issue that. Well, of course it is. That a we lot have, of people uh, ignore. Well, because they don't have access to get out there on the water, most of them. They don't see things. I'm going to give them a little bit of, you know, leeway here. Ignoring is one thing. Purposely ignoring is one thing. And and I I do believe there's been a lot of that, especially by, you know, big corporations that feel, hey, we're going to make our money. We'll do the damage, but there's no law against it right now. Or even if there is, we'll skirt the law. We'll take the fines because we're going to make way more money than the fines. Are you talking about Nestle right now? I'm talking about just about, I mean, Nestle's a big face of it for sure for some of it, but... You know, people are coming around, and even the corporations are realizing, hey, you know, if we keep doing this shit, I'm not going to have the money to spend. I mean, I'm not going to have a place to spend it. Uh, it'll be, a, you know, a shithole. Well, sure. But there there's the, just so many people on the planet. Well, sure. I, I think a lot of the corporations are like, listen, if we take this water or whatever it is ethically, it's going to cost us $100 million. If we... Yeah. Like Jacques says, if we just rape, we rape if we it. just rape it, we can make a hundred billion dollars, yeah, right? And then we'll pay back. You right. know, we'll pay back double what it would have well, cost. It always comes and down. We're still going to gonna make a killing. It always comes down to the and you then know, at the end, big ass with the line through. Gonna, it. Yeah. And then in the end, what we're going to advertise is the good thing that we did at the well, end. Well, of about, course, like, one good thing, ten million bad things. Well, that's how the, the, they are, but. And again, I'm not trying to be in their defense, but the world is waking up to to it. And the way things work with a population this size, you know, it's, it's trying to, you're not just trying to turn a, a freighter in, in the ocean. You're trying to turn the world's largest freighter in a tiny ocean kind of thing. It doesn't move quickly. You don't make great changes quickly. But the movement is, you know, people are becoming aware. So I think... We're on the right track. I don't like to be all I, negative no, no, with no, this because no, no. it's I, just I too easy I, I believe to you, I believe condemn you. people. Yeah, we. I, I, well, I think uh, the diving, the diving community as a whole, I yeah. think, is more aware, We're more of, aware. This, of this than uh, just your average right. average guy out there on the street. Plus, I mean, all these people complaining. You know what they're complaining on? Their fucking iPhones and their high tech cars and all. 
you know, they're the main purveyors or the main customers of all the high tech and all the, and high tech is dependent on, on industry and industry needs to get rid of its waste when it produces. So all these people complaining are very happy to, to get on their max and, and, I wait, don't just wait, want wait, to wait, just wait, say it's Max, but what all you're saying you, is if. But thank God Windows guys are out there to keep it clean. <laughs> wait, what you're saying is no waste, no Facebook? Exactly. Shit. Th- that's my whole thing with all the people protesting is they're protesting on their freaking iPhones and, and things to that yeah, effect. Yeah, yeah. It's... You're, you're hypocritical people, and I, I'm with you. We have to do something, but by the same token, you guys got to realize it starts in the mirror. Yeah, it, it, it's so get off your fucking. It's trunks. not. It's not <laughs> as easy as you know uh, picking up your iPhone, getting on Facebook, and and saying we got to do something. Right, right. So you got to put the phone down. Mm-hmm. Put your money where you uh, Put your boots on mm-hmm. and get out there and f- with your calloused hands and come pick get out up there litter in my yard. <laughs> <laughs> Often, when I describe the symptoms of our environmental illness, I hear remarks like "they're only fish" or "they're only whales." Or, they're only birds. <laughs> Boyds. They're only Boyds. But they are much, much more. And their destinies are linked with ours in the most profound and fundamental manner. Well, the, you know what, Jamesy? Not to interrupt you again. Basically, this goes down to we have to smarten up the people, the general population, especially here in the United States. We're stupid. Well, We're yes. idiots, man. For all life is interconnected. And the great life-giving wellspring that sustains us all is the sea. Whoa. Now, just think if you started teaching that from a very young age in all schools. We have some low IQ populations out here. You can go to places and go, oh, my God, we're destined for idiocracy. And those of you who have seen idiocracy, I don't think you've seen it. We, well, what about we're... Uh... We're we're there almost, but yeah. we're destined for it, which is just the the general population IQ is about five, and you can tell by who we elect. You can tell you got you got people leading this country or representatives of this country that that think like an island will tip over if there's too many people on it. <laughs> and I'm not joking; they think this. Right, right. They they have no idea how the economy works. They they s- suggest laws and they enact laws. And these people are running the show. So, what do you? Th- who do you think's putting them in office? I have a serious Morans. question. Morans. Okay. Serious question. This is a serious. What, what kind of what kind of bait do you have to use to catch fish sticks? <laughs> Pretzel sticks. Yeah. If we continue to use the sea as our global sewer, disrupting the natural process of our biosphere, we will bring catastrophe upon ourselves. We will face a bleak future. Deprived of the great resources of the sea. Yet this is only the beginning. Climatic changes will dramatically alter global temperatures, which will cause melting of the polar ice caps, resulting in a significant rise in the water level of the oceans. Entire populations would be driven inland only to meet with famine, chaos, and disease on a scale impossible to imagine. Maybe that's natural. It is clear that disaster in the oceans means disaster for mankind. I mean, yeah, but maybe that's how Darwin works, if uh, I'm not mistaken. we If we're going to cause this shit, you know, idiots, only the strong survive kind of thing. The, the other side of this, so you're saying, you know, we're using the ocean as our sewer. Where are we supposed to put it? We're humans. 
We we produce waste. That's what we do. That is what we do. That's you what know, we're we really consume really good and at. And make waste, and we make garbage. And I get it. You know, we we should be working towards. And I believe there are people working towards. As a matter of fact, greed will will push naturally. Will you would push. Think, you would think somebody well, out there is going to find a way to to make well, a will. billion off of all the waste on this planet. Well, I have a little. Point. I have a little. You know, the way my mind works is people know a lot more than we are led to believe. In in other words, especially our government governments, they're not going to tell you everything they know. Why would they ever do that? That gives power to, to you know, other governments. There are bad people in the world. You don't want people knowing everything. Anyway, the long story short is they may even have the technology and ways and means to control the waste. I know I'm going off on a tangent, but the long story short is why wouldn't they wait to the last minute where they can get the best price for it? Because if you give it now, you don't have to get the best price. But if the world's like being bent over and getting well, effed up. Listen, the, I, I fully believe what you're saying. And I don't put it past uh, anybody, big government for any yeah, second to say. or corporations. Oh, which are one it, and the same. Let it get bad because yeah. when it's really bad, they're going to say. They'll pay anything. We'll do anything for you to help us, yes. government. Well, that's what they always want. It's <laughs> yeah. power, man. Yeah, that's I'm what power is. I'm with you there. I beg you. Where are we taking this uh, podcast down the wrong? Maybe. Well, because I can see what he's saying. Because you look at places like oh, you know, the I've Ma- seen it firsthand. You, you look at places like the Maldives, which is a, a very yeah. popular diving destination that people are flocking to right now because they say. It's going to be completely underwater soon. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's, it's barely sticking above water as it is now. Change is inevitable, though. I mean, planet change. What are you, does everybody believe that we've always looked this way? Well, right. And this is one thing that I don't get with people is there seems to be you're either on there one, is global warming right, or, there's or there's not, not global right. warming. And I mean, my thing is what really is the human's impact on it and why is there you know, climatic change on other planets that have no humans. Yes. Do we yeah. affect it? By all of means. Of course we do. do. We need... Like, you would be a fool to think that we didn't affect but it. Why would you get onto the, uh, well, the whole, the only reason people are but then the screaming people... about it is because they want some money from you. Bingo. And that should have you worried. Right. That's And that's my thing is like, yeah. you believe either this guy or this guy. Right. It's a it, false dichotomy. It, thank you. Okay. Uh, once again, yeah. we go there, right? It's, because yeah, it's yes, yes, you, the human hand is having an effect on it. Mm-hmm. It didn't cause it originally, right. right? Which is what this guy's saying. It it's not the only thing it's that's not helping fix it. it. Yeah, or, 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 right. That this guy's saying it's yeah, and it's not all cow farts like the other person is saying. There, there's a whole lot going in on it. Can we do something about it? For sure. Can we change our, our habits? By all means, we need to. We need to curb. But yeah, when you go, we're humans. Yeah, man. when you go, ah, there's no such thing as global warming. There's no such thing as the polar ice caps melting because of us. Uh, that's just the cyclical life cycle of the planet. I'm going to throw all this shit off the boat into the water. Right, right. Now <laughs> we got a problem. Yeah, yeah like so yeah. There's, there's the balance in there. Like, come on. Yes, there is a human hand mm-hmm. in this as well. Right. Well, that's there the problem a, with devices and natural, parties. There is a natural yes. part of it, too. Yes. Like, how can people not see both sides? Right. You have to see that we're somewhere in the middle. We are affecting things to the scale that they th- believe we are. I, I don't know. I, who knows? I firmly believe they don't know. They have no fucking clue. They act like they've been monitoring the planet for millions of years, and they haven't. 
They don't know. They guess. It's good guesses. A lot of theories. Oh, yeah, right. They're, they're, Everything's built on another theory, and one theory's built. You ever they're, build selling a, you, they're selling you yeah. their theory so that they get your vote and, their, and yeah. your money. And it's a working theory for the most part, but it doesn't work every time, and, and et cetera, et cetera. But yeah, we should be changing things. And I, greed will, will drive that. I beg you. I beg I, you. I beg is this you. Shock? To is this this shock? Yes. Can you do it with a French accent, please? I beg you. They beg, beg you. <laughs> I beg. I beg of you to. I beg of you not to dismiss these horrors as science fiction. And pour me a cappuccino. Once we pollute this world beyond repair, there will be no place to hide. Earth is the only planet we know where life can exist. It is the rarest of phenomena. The water planet. A dynamic world water machine powered by the sun and the moon. The cradle in which life originated. The ocean is life. Yet still I ask, do we cherish and guard it? Well, some of us do. Some of us do. Divers, for the most part. Divers, damn right we Mm -hmm. do. We're out there uh, trying to clean up the water as we we swim and enjoy it. But you're still peeing in it. You're still peeing in it. I know you are. I've seen you. <laughs> I had a lot of coffee that day. But the fish are peeing in it, too. The fish are peeing in it every day. So are the narwhals. The problem is when out-of-towners come to our water and pee in our water. Uh, it's okay if I do. Locals are okay. Locals, they get that. Are you okay? I'm okay. <laughs> Jockey closes out his editorial by saying... I passionately believe that those few of us who perceive the disaster ahead must band together now to warn the slumbering many. We must work for corrective measures that can be put into effect immediately for pioneering research and exploration to help us better understand the sea and its creatures. To this crusade, I have solemnly pledged what years remain to me. As I do, I hope you will stand beside me. I'm right there with you, Jacques. Old Jacques Cousteau. And um, that's good. I, I think it is good. I think one thing that I that I may possibly disagree with Jacques on is is I, I think he was a man that wanted to extend a hand out to government rather than if I was fighting that crusade, I would I would keep it more grassroots and real amongst the people. Yeah. Whereas he wanted the government to to come in and, and carry on his oh, charge. Think. And I don't know if that was just him foolishly believing that the government could help, whereas I know you and I would both be like, I, I'd rather just all of us do it. Well, yeah, by all means. But I think he's a realist in the sense of he knows that you can fight him or you can, you can somehow work with him. It's like you're not big enough to fight him. That's, the, that's where we're at. I mean, the governments of this world are just too big. Too powerful, too big, especially in the, in our own country. They're they're elitist. You know, I like elite. They're elitist. In other words, they they're supposed to be us representing us. They're not. They are by no means a represent. There's a couple that may be representative of of the population, but people, you know, they want to confuse race and gender and everything as representative versus their their mindset. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. Maybe on the uh, it's crazy. Lo- maybe on the local government level, right. you got some people that that represent yeah. you as a as a person. But but nationally, once you get to oh, once you get to DC, it's a it's a they're different insane, world. man. 
I don't know how anybody can even watch the news and go, we're being run by an insane asylum. You know, <laughs> it's nuts. The things that they say that, that are out of those their mouths. But apparently, you know, Jacques knew that you're going to have to get into that political system in order to affect change. And that's some wisdom right there. Maybe he's been around enough to know that. I'm with you because the less you have uh, that entity involved with you, the less chance of corruption, the less actually you get something done. Because as a former government employee, <laughs> there's a lot of bureaucracy that eats up the, the dollar. That, that kills and, trees like insane. Yeah. By the time you actually get to getting something done. Yeah. So I, is, was there efficiency in, in the where that dollar went? Right. And that's what I, I mean, I did like certain jobs I had in the service. We There was no bureaucracy it was like cut through all that shit and we just you were able to go get something done and then you would come back to that like okay well you got to go to SIBO and process through your 1042 and you're like what the fuck i just want to go get lunch man. anyway <laughs> it's just stupid shit like that that's government but yeah i mean well there, w- there wouldn't be all the jokes about it if, if it wasn't, wasn't rooted there was some in aspect reality. of reality yeah, yeah, yeah. right yeah, good point Good point. It isn't necessary. Who knows? We can go down that lane another day. Yeah. But today, yeah. So straws. <laughs> Back to straws. <laughs> well, uh, you've got you know issues going on in in the ocean with mm-hmm. plastic, you know, plastic everywhere, and that that great Pacific patch is just mind blowing. And you hear about the but they can know, clean it. They can clean it. They can. They've yeah. Got, they've got the means. You've just got to have the sure, people but, but behind we, it. Yeah, but when we look at, like, okay, so how bad it has gotten. It's gotten right? bad, and, and yeah. keep in mind, Jacques was writing this back in mid-'90s. Mm-hmm. Right? And then it wasn't until also 2010 or so when you started hearing about that uh, Great Pacific Yeah, well, let me ask patch. you this as devil's advocate. Would there be any motivation to make false stories about all of this? Not that they're all false. Oh, yeah. Would well, there be any motivation yeah, to blow yeah, it out of? Of course, but. Okay. Let's keep it up. What I'm trying to do is I'm trying to get people to realize that you can't trust anything. I'm with you on the can't trust it. But But what do you see when you go out? Correct. And, you know, when I jump off the the dive boat, you know, in uh, South Florida and I'm cruising along the reef and I see a plastic bag like bouncing along the the reef, right? it, It triggers something in me to know that, well, I can do better on a daily basis. Right. And if everybody walks away with that same impression of, of just personally trying to do better for themselves mm-hmm. so that I don't, I know that if I see a plastic bag on the reef, it wasn't because of something dumb that I did. Right. That's what I want to Plus do. you pick it up. Yeah, yeah. You pick it up. You but you're up. actually yeah. reversing it a little bit. And speaking in my experience just recently, well, in the, in the past year, being down in the Indian Ocean, off the coast of uh, Madagascar. Now, you're out in the middle of nowhere. There's not much civilization there in Madagascar. And you'll still find stuff. We have, you know, a lot going on here. And, and it will it will change, and it has changed. But, but can you can always still, do more. Yes, mm-hmm. right? Because you still, every single street corner you go to, you see 10,000 oh, cigarette yeah. butts. Yeah. You know, you see well, garbage Well, just the garbage. There's, you know, the plastic Plastic has its use. I mean, it's great technology. Uh, I think it's being exploited. 
Personally, yeah, a lot right. of things could be paper and, and be recycled. Even the plastic can be recycled, right? Which makes you wonder about recycling in, in individual neighborhoods. Well, I have recycling. Do you have recycling? Yeah, yeah, recycling we, yeah we do. We, my, my wife is a recycling fanatic, but it, she doesn't read like the top of the can that says you can't recycle this, this, and this. And so she just <laughs> throws all kinds <laughs> of crap in there. And I'm like, right, right, no, they don't no, recycle no. that. Honey. Right, right, right. They just end up throwing it in the garbage out there. Um, if you there's a I watched a little special on a recycling on on recycling and what they show you is all you people that believe you're recycling well a lot of times you're not that recycling bin is being chucked right into the, the garbage right just to appease the minds of yes the, the people. it's all mental and psychological and you know socially psychological which is where I keep coming back to it's a grassroots thing yes right? so I need to convince you. You'll never My convince buddy, me. You'll never right, convince me. Of why you shouldn't just throw your snorkel over the side of the boat. I should throw. I did throw my snorkel over the side <laughs> of the boat. That's what I'm saying. We got to go pick but that thing up. But somebody else found it. Pick that thing up. A snorkel never killed no turtle. <laughs> Maybe they might have, from a distance, they might have thought it was a... Uh, oh, a, you, a beef you, jerky sausage or something. Maybe that turtle uh, saved a life with that snorkel. Turtle. No, a a sea turtle. turtle. That's ridiculous. A sea, a sea turtle sea picked up uh, do that. a dolphin, maybe. <laughs> sea turtles are our friends. Come on, man. Oh, they're our friends, but they're not going to save anybody. No, fuck. <laughs> they are like, hey, how you doing, man? You having some trouble out here? I'm just a friendly sea turtle. Uh, you just wait right <laughs> here. Like, I'll go get some help. Sea turtle's like, get off me, man. <laughs> I'm over I at the turtle bar. I can't float your ass. <laughs> get off. Get off. Look like a float. Get off me. Get off me. Now the dolphin's going to come over, swim your ass back up to the surface. You never hear shore. about a shark helping out people, but I bet the sharks, there's nice sharks out there. There's a lot of nice sharks. Three or four. Every crowd. I mean, it, I think you're a sharkist if you believe all sharks are bad. We're going all over the place. Are you a speciesist? Yes, I know. Well, you have to. I think... I think uh, the whole point of the Earth thing was to make people a little more aware, like, hey, this was going on, how many years ago was that, Jamesy? This was this was uh, 95. 95, so that's freaking 23 years ago, 24 years ago now. And uh, people are becoming aware, but you see how, how long it took that freight train to start moving, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's it's out there. I think I think you have to have your head in the sand if you haven't been, you know, made aware like our our oceans are under attack for the most part as far as plastic is all over the place and it, diapers, syringes, you know, all that stuff that doesn't break down very well, mostly plastic based or something to that effect. You have to have your head in the sand and not be aware that that's going on right now. We have to have things that break down readily. Make things that you want to keep yeah. out of plastic. Make a house out of plastic. It's it's, coming. it's weather resistant. Well, they I don't understand why they, they don't make like giant slabs of plastic for a house out of recycled plastic. But I mean, I'm not an engineer in that respect. I don't know the whole, you know, might not be feasibly doable economically, but who knows? Well, I would think somebody's going to figure it out somewhere and make bank. Oh, yeah. Off it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Let's, Let's do, do it. a TGDP plastic recycling house building company. <laughs> house boat. If we make a boat, it's still related to diving. There we go. What about plastic scuba tanks? Bam. I don't know. I don't know. Bam. I'm sure it can be done, but yeah. I mean, I'm trying to be serious for a moment. <laughs> plastic <know>. wetsuits. <laughs> plastic wetsuit. How about plastic bottles you can drink out of? 
<laughs> How about we got all this plastic out there? How about some plastic, plastic. straws? Perfect. It's those paper ones. They just wear they, the paper. We're going they fall pa- apart. Man. I got to use uh, paper ones all the time. Yes. No, I just uh, there. There's a place for it, but we're using in way too much of it because it's cheap. And the oil industry, of course, plastic uses the oil industry. They're of course going to promote it. Yeah, yeah. So I guess at the end of uh, end of this episode, that we just wanted to have a little, yeah, like uh, something a little bit different, a little bit chat of uh, Earth Day coming up, and uh, this article I found of old jocks. Um, at the end of it, I, I guess we're no better for the worse, <laughs> in, in a sense. <laughs> like it's so big, it, right? It, it's so big that I think all, all, all we can do is. Uh, do know that I want uh, I want some cleaner water when I go diving, so I'm going to try to do my part. Bingo. And that's what I was going to say is when I'm out, I pick something up. If I see something on the ground, I usually pick it up or I have my kids pick it up. Hey, pick up that blood. <laughs> 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 yes, there you go. So uh, take a little, uh, when you go to the beach, take a little bag with you. And, uh, you know, if you find a bag, I should say, when you go to the beach and you find a little bag, pick it up, but don't just throw it away. No. Keep walking around, and then as you find some more fill stuff on the beach, fill that thing up, and then throw it away. Well, that reminds me of something my grandfather used to tell me that I'll, I'll never forget. <laughs> go, ahead. Said, go ahead. Go ahead. He said never. No, wait, wait, wait. He said always. He said always carry a litter bag around with you in your car when you drive. What are you going to do with that? Well, because cause when you get litter, when you, you can always just put it in that litter bag, and when it gets full, you can just chuck it out the window. <laughs> He's a brilliant man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That joke doesn't ever get old. I don't know. We'll we'll ask the people on that. <laughs> That's one. a Steve Martin, and those of those of you who are too young to know Steve Martin, shame on you. Shame on you for not knowing. He's a, he's a banjo player now. He's always been a banjo player. Yeah. All right, gang. Well, on that note, um, get out there, clean up something. Get out go there, pick there up and, a uh, piece of trash. Get out there us. and go diving and uh, and clean up after yourselves and. Uh, clean up after others and uh, help make that dive site that you're going to go do a little bit cleaner. Yeah, pick up that whatever it is floating, that potato chip bag floating along the bottom. That that burns me up when I see that. Bottom. Yeah, 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 yeah. drifting through there. Pick it up, put it in your pocket. You don't have pockets? You got pockets on that gigantic <laughs> atomic $1,500 BCD. You, could, you paid, you could fix, you you paid $700 a, a piece for each one of those pockets. <laughs> Use them, bitch. Use them. Use those pockets. You got those giant pockets on the side of that BCD. Use them. Stick it in your buddy's mask strap. Take a picture of them. Yeah, because uh, we want to. We want to be seen as doing the right thing for the right. for the water, right, right thing for the oceans. And so, uh, I think our listeners have a whether you're on the the right of the political spectrum or the left of the yeah, political we get spectrum. I think all of going. our diving audience all wants clean water when they go diving none of them right or left republican or democrat whatever your parties are where you're from are going to go yeah i want dirty shitty water to dive in unless you're in the dirty shitty water party so you can you're 100 so yeah so get out there and uh pick up that piece of trash yeah yeah what is that thing going around now it's like uh go to the beach pick up Three pieces of plastic or something. Fantastic. Three of trash. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do There's the same ways th- to help. Do the yeah. same thing underwater. And that's that's kind of what we're we're promoting on this celebration Earth of Earth Day. Earth Day. It only comes twice a year. So 
take advantage of it. Okay, people. So on that note, um, hope you enjoyed this little change of pace. Uh, thanks to everybody for listening and uh, helping sponsor the show. On that note, uh, let me uh, let me sign your logbook here. Uh, here's, oh, here's mine first. You piece of trash. Pick yourself up. All right, give me love, Sammy. All right, give me that. Right. What, is this a plastic pen? <laughs> All right, guys. See you later. Safe, Daddy. Gotta convince me. I'm I'm with you, man. God damn it, James. When am I gonna get you on my page?